With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rocket Room production. Hello and welcome. This is episode 22 of Talk the Plank, a Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, joined today, as always, with Jake Slobodnik. Jake, what's going on? Just got home from work, man, but I'm ready to talk some Bucks with you, man. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, So, yeah. This series went about as planned, I would say. The Pirates were swept by the Dodgers in three games, including today's uh, rain-shortened eight-inning affair. Even though it didn't really go eight full innings, uh, the Dodgers were up in the eighth inning, I believe, when uh, when they rained it out. But um, pretty much pretty much what we expected the Dodgers are the better team they didn't embarrass the Pirates per se but uh they uh they just won pretty easily wouldn't you say so yeah I would say so I think really they just took advantage of our starting pitching um I thought our bullpen's been locked solid this entire series um honestly I think it went a lot better than I would have expected I Honestly, thought we would get demolished uh, ten, or you know, by ten runs, or maybe like anywhere from basically six to ten runs per game, maybe just because of the difference in quality in both teams. Uh, but I really thought that this was a really big positive in a way for the Pirates. I know it's sort of an oxymoron because they got swept, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of positives to look at in this series. Bullpen was pretty good. Brian Reynolds stays hot. Philip Evans came back today with two hits. Um, Adam Frazier continues to hit. There's there's some good points all around. It's just in the end, the Dodgers were ultimately the better team, and uh, had our pitching, had our starting pitching not been as, I guess, weak as the, probably the best term I can put it. If it wasn't so weak, I I would say we could have had a really big shot. But other than that, overall, I thought this was a way better turnout than what we really. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was it was a pretty decent showing from the Pirates, except for the starting pitching, like you said. We can get to that in a second. But uh, first, I just want to touch on, I feel like this series, this is the first time that I'm really feeling confident about, you know, our Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds. Like, to me right now, that is the clear-cut core of the future of this team. And... It's really, it's kind of, I've been like woken up to it a little bit. Uh, starting this series, you know, Reynolds has been great. Obviously, Hayes, like, this is, he's starting to get comfortable, get uh, get back into the swing of things consistently. He's played like, what, seven or so games or six games since he's uh, gotten back, and he's been great. I mean, that play he made today in the pouring rain where he drifted in foul territory and made a 
just basket catch looked routine. That was, that was incredible to me, but looking at those two, um, I just think in the future, you know, you look at Brian Reynolds, I think he's going to be a three to five win player type guy. And when you look at Hayes, I think he's got that star potential where he could be a six to seven win player for, uh, for many years to come. So looking at those two, I'm really excited. Um, and then, like you said, Frazier's been nice. One sucky thing that happened was uh, Colin Moran got hit on the hand yesterday. So we'll see if that is serious or not, if he has to go back to the uh, IL. But, yeah, Philip Evans is back. Hopefully he can hit a little bit. And uh, the, the top end of this roster is pretty nice. Frazier's nice. Hayes is nice. Reynolds is nice. But, yeah, the bottom is not so nice. So. It, it was an okay series for getting swept. It's this is about as happy as I can be for getting swept. I guess I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, there's really no positive to being swept. But if we're trying to be as optimistic as possible, then I guess that's the way you got to look at it. Uh, piggybacking off of your thoughts about Reynolds and Hayes, Reynolds is definitely going to be that mainstay center fielder or outfielder at least for the coming years. Uh, he. I don't know what he's doing right now, but something really changed about him. He was struggling at the plate a little bit before in the early parts of the season. Now he's just on an absolute tear. I hope he continues it. Key Brian, yes, absolutely. Star power potential in him. I think right now he's got all the tools for everything else. Defensively, absolutely. That's his number one thing. Uh, Hitting-wise, he's really starting to come around. Uh, not, not That makes it sound like I didn't think he was hitting well before, but... Uh, when I say he's coming around, he's really just – he seems more comfortable at the plate. Now I think it's just the time for Key Brian to start working on his clutch factor. Um, it seems like a lot of in key moments that he's in, he either strikes out at the plate whenever we need him the most or he just he, he just finds ways to get out. Uh, there's times where he can come through, but for the most part, especially in this series, last night especially, it seemed like when there was runners on base and two outs – and Key Brian really needed to, to really push that two-out lightning, he struck out. And then you throw to the ninth inning. It was a fluke play by Jansen, but at the same time, you're looking to shoot a gap to gap and not right back up the middle, and it just made it a little easier for Jansen to get a glove on it. So I think with all things said, uh, Key Brian, uh, he, his real thing that he needs to start working on right now is his clutch factor, which, I mean, he's still young. He's still impressionable, still coachable. There's obviously time to work on it. It's not like we're in a mid of a World Series push right now. So I'm not really saying that he's doing anything bad right now. Just some things to work on for him. Reynolds obviously still doing pretty good. Um, Mitch Keller can be fired into the sun for all I care with the catapult. <laughs> I really don't care. Uh, I, I'm so done with him. Today just proved that he is just absolute garbage. He is just clutter for this team. I was listening to the radio broadcast. Um, during the rain, rain delay, and Dan Zagarilli, I think his name is. Yeah. I, he's a confusing last name like me, but Dan Grilly, yeah. Um, he was talking about Mitch Keller and like, should he be optioned? Should he not? He was now, granted, I was in and out because of work, but from what I got from it, he was sort of indecisive on what should happen to Mitch Keller. Well, Danny boy, I got a good suggestion for you. There are three letters of the day that I think we need to go over for Mitch Keller. D, F, and A. We need to get him the hell off this team. Mitch Keller is just a liability at this point. All he does, float in hanging curveballs. He throws meatballs right down the chute. There is just no good good tangibles about Mitch Keller that we need from him. He's just – and he's telling the media after the game, he's like, I'm the most pissed off guy in the locker room. 
Okay, then do something about it. Improve your overall quality as a pitcher. You have Oscar Marin, who he looks like he's doing his job as a pitching coach, but nothing is working with Mitch Keller. So I really think the Pirates need to think about getting rid of Keller, getting him out of here. I know I'm just pretty much white noise at this point because I (laughs) feel like every single episode I say we need to get rid of Keller. But today was just an overall proven fact. You can't three pitches into the game, Nate, and we're losing by one. Why? Because Keller left a meatball belt level down the chute to Mookie freaking Betts. That just, that is not okay. Like, I, I am just so sick and tired of it. And he's really weighing down the quality of his team because Reynolds hit that three-run shot. You take away Mookie's home run. It's either a tie or, depending on different factors, um, we're leading that game. So, to me, I will consider that for Mitch Keller. Same can be said for Tyler Anderson yesterday. He he left two very easily hittable pitches for Justin Turner. But Anderson has also hmm, won us games this year. He's been somewhat efficient. Mitch Keller really hasn't. So my I'm tending to lean with get rid of Keller. Uh, he's just nothing. He's nothing good to the team right now. I'm off my soapbox now. I have nothing else to say. About <laughs> we can do the Mitch Keller thing right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so with Anderson, yeah, he did give up the two home runs to Turner, but six innings, two runs, I'll take that every time. With Mitch Keller, <laughs> I will say uh, he does have two minor league options, so uh, that is definitely a possibility. I was thinking about this because, like you, I saw him pitch today. When he gave up that two-run single to the opposing freaking pitcher, uh, I I was I was pretty mad. I mean, it's it's pretty pathetic at this point. You know, seventy-two pitches and like not even three innings. He's looked terrible. Um, I saw on Twitter some people were wondering if perhaps Mitch Keller should abandon the four-seam fastball maybe go to a two-seam sinker-type guy. I think it was Mike Petriello, uh, one of the national guys that um, wondered that. Let me see what he said exactly here. Um, Sorry, I'm just looking this up. I don't know what the Pirates are going to do with Mitch Keller. His four-seam is so, so straight, and it gets pounded. That's true. I wonder if he could do a cutter or two-seam. His curve is pretty decent. This isn't working, though. I agree 100% with what he tweeted there. Um, Keller has been getting destroyed all year, and I do think his curveball is pretty nice. But the thing is with him, I mean, something's got to change. Uh, whether it's approach, whether whether it is tinkering with a new pitch, a new fastball, gets some sort of movement on his fastball. Because the fastball is, you know, it's mid-90s. It shouldn't be getting hit this hard. But he gets destroyed. And I was wondering myself, like, should should he be optioned or should he just continue to take his many, many lumps every fifth day and kind of tinker? On one hand, I'm like, Earlier when I was mad, I was like, this is it. He has to get option to AAA. He does. I mean, until he can show that he can reprove himself in AAA and have a few nice dominant starts there and then come back up and get another chance, that that could be the case. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, maybe he should just stay up here and continue to get crushed until he gets better because, I mean – Sorry, but the Pirates are now 23-38. and 38. The tank is clearly on. I'm, I'm okay with it. Give me Elijah Green, first overall next season. He's looking like a generational-type uh, 
first overall pick. Of course, of course, he's not in the draft this this year, but I, I don't know. Uh, we got Brett. He wants to come up and speak real quick. Let's see. Let's see. Brett, what do you got? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, no, not much. I just wanted to say about, um, well, actually about the draft. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I don't know if you guys want to have any thoughts on that. I'm actually um, pretty excited with the uh, way that Sherrington has been building the farm system. I feel like the farm system's in pretty decent shape besides injuries lately. Um, that kind of sucks. But with another year of probably trading, um, you know, obviously Frazier and those guys and um, other guys probably will be trading Anderson and the like. Uh, I think the farm system with the first pick this year, too, is going to be much improved. It really already is, but it should be really improved next year. So I'm not too worried. This year I'm all about tank, and I think that's a smart move, really. I mean, like you said, Elijah Green or anybody really at the top of the draft next year. I mean, obviously it's not going to be a competitive year um, this year. So my thoughts on that at all? Thanks, guys. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Brett. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I like what the farm system looks like right now. Um, You know, we're getting that first overall pick. Jake, we could talk about who you think maybe should be uh, taken. But so you're just done with I just want to finish this Mitch Keller conversation. You're just done. You're done. You want him gone. You never want to think about him again. You just think it's a lost cause. Just like you said, fire him into the sun. Yeah. With a, with a, with a huge ass catapult, get rid of him. I am over the Mitch Keller hype. He is no good to us. All right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give up quite yet. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm still hopeful. I am. I really am. Uh, we got Ty. Ty wants to come up and speak, give us his thoughts. He just hopped in. Ty, what do you got? That's good. Jesse Winker for MVP. Jesse Winker <laughs> for MVP. I mean, I can't yeah. complain. That's, that, that is definitely a possibility. Um, Jesse Winker has been great. Unfortunately, though, we have to talk about the Pirates here. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, but Jesse... Jesse Winker has been really good, and he does have a chance to uh, to be the MVP this season. Right. So, um, all right, we got Jeremy, our awesome producer, coming up. Jeremy, what's going? On? All right, I'm gonna kind of add some. I'm gonna add some gasoline to this fire that y'all are kind of building here. So, here's my thing about Mitch Keller. Like, he is obviously one of the biggest investments that the team currently has right now. Right, he was a second round pick. Like, the, he is one of their. He was one of the best prospects. He's still technically is he just I feel bad for him because I feel like the circumstances that he's had within this year have been totally like thrown against him I think last year with the whole uh with just the wrench that COVID kind of threw into the season also keep in mind he had he was on the COVID list in his last start and that's why he was pulled and I mean he could have had a decent start there and today he played you know arguably the best team in the National League so I think I get where Jake's coming from. Don't get me wrong. Like, I definitely – like, I'm not praising Mitch Keller at all here. But when are we going to start thinking that the issue is the coaching? Like, I'll throw in I, – I would be – I think Derek Shelton's seat is as hot as it's ever been. And it wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the season uh, they trade him out for a whole new coaching staff, I feel. I think if you get this team just a new perspective, then maybe you're starting to see something. Look, if it's broke – you got to do something to fix it, right? And the players are a much more valuable investment 
than this uh than the coaching staff right now i mean you're starting to see the pieces kind of in place right now with with key brian with brian reynolds if they decide to keep adam frazier which i'm personally a fan of i think that there's really yes you can get a lot for adam frazier right now and his value is probably never going to be higher but i mean he's got look the if the pirates timeline to be good again is within adam frazier's contract you might as well keep him so for me i think the issue is more the coaching and i know that some guys have thrived under the coaching but if you take jt brubaker and you know Tyler Anderson out of the mix, none of the pitchers have really fully, you know, improved a whole lot, I would say. I want to I want to get y'all's thoughts about it because I think y'all know a little bit more about Pirates baseball than I do. But I'm going to head back to the audience right now. All right, Jake, what do you think? Hmm. That's an interesting take. Um, see, I when it comes to the coaching, I don't know how short their lease should be because Shelton and his staff was brought in in the midst of a very, very – a questionable breakdown of the organization because that was when Neil Huntington and them were sort of on their way out. And we all know Neil Huntington, not the best. Um, there are questionable moves about Derek Shelton that yes, I will put to the fire. And it really all started last year. I mentioned in the comments talking with Brett about Miguel Del Pozo uh, last <laughs> year was blatant. He would bring him in when we had leads and Miguel would just surrender them all on a silver platter almost. Um, but when it comes to the coaching, I will agree. I think Shelton does lack a little bit of a coaching mentality and a coaching mindset that we all look for because I listen to his post-game interviews. Like, it just baffles me because he'll go out there and say, you know, like, I bet any money in his post-game presser today, he'll say, well, I thought Mitch was all right. He just, you know, <laughs> sir, he, he gave a little bit of – uh, you know, he put him up right down the middle of the plate sometimes. But overall, I thought his stuff was effective. They just put bats on balls. And then for the past two days, he's been saying, you know, we've been making good contact, but we just haven't had any run score. Well, no shit. One plus one equals two. The sky is always blue. Um, when it comes to the coaching staff itself, Marin, I think, is all right as a pitching coach. I just think he's having a little bit of trouble disciplining those pitchers that have come from the Huntington regime, such as Cool Keller a little bit. Um, Anderson's been doing all right in my opinion. I think he's just—he's just—he's oh, just a product of a very bad lineup. He—he's getting losses. And Bob Walk said it best on yesterday's broadcast. You look at Anderson's stat line right now; it really is deceiving because of how good he—I—I I th- because of how bad the team actually is. Um, so and Rick Eckstein, I think his hitting—I think he's okay. I'd maybe give it another year before we see it, before we really decide whether Eckstein needs to go as a hitting coach. Um, Shelton as a manager, look, we all know he's a patsy. Like, there's just no doubt about it. He wasn't brought in for his great wisdom and the knowledge of baseball that he possesses. Um, I think he's just a placeholder until we start winning again. I, I really think he is the Jim Tracy and John Russell mixed into one back when the Pirates were seriously bad. Um He's just a placeholder until they get good again, and then I think we're going to bring in another mind to really get this team going. Um, so I wouldn't really nest. I wouldn't say the whole coaching staff is like the coaching staff as a whole. Excuse me, is terrible. I think Shelton is very, very unaccountable when it comes to, or you know, he doesn't really hold his team accountable when it comes to, you know, a bad outing or two. He always seems to like just be very passive about it, and I don't know if it's just because he knows that this team's not good. 
and he can just put it behind him or something like that. But overall, I, I think give it a, maybe another year before we give Shelton the heave-ho. Uh, Marin, I think we just wait and see how he progresses because he's still new. Eckstein, I'd also give another year or two. Um, I just think it's this talent on the team. I mean, you, you look at it, Nate, you said it best. The top of the lineup's not bad. The, the, the bottom of the order just absolutely sucks. And I think now is where we're going to see Charrington really earn his stripes because reverting back to the draft. He's got a big, big, uh, or he's got a tall order in front of him because, you know, you know, there's so many probable people that they could pick. Kumar and Leiter are arguably two of the biggest names out there. There's a catching prospect from Louisville, and we all know the Pirates need catching help. Um, and let's see, there's there's uh, Marcelo Mayer <laughs> and uh, Jordan Lawler, the two high school shortstops. Uh, so this is a big, tall order for uh, Charrington this coming season. And I think it's ah, Henry Davis. Thanks, Brett. I, I always keep forgetting his name. I just know him as the catcher from Louisville. But yeah. um, I think when it comes to how we're going to build in the next few years, I think that's when we really need to understand where we are in terms of coaching. Um, there is a lot of work that needs done to this organization. I don't know who the Pirates are going to go with in the draft. To me, and I'm sorry if I make anyone mad by saying this, don't go after another fucking shortstop. We don't need it. <laughs> we don't need it. There's so many middle infielders in our farm system right now. To me, I think the best bet would be getting a very, very good seasoned college player like Rocker, Davis, or Leiter. That's just my opinion. I'm only one person, only one thought process. But God forbid, we don't need another middle infielder. Don't waste it on another middle infielder this year. I, I mean, I, 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 no matter what, I think we go with a very good draft pick, no matter what, because, I mean, there's six people to choose from. But holy shit, don't go with another middle infielder. We tanked for Kumar, and then we tanked for Leiter. Pick one of those two. Please, don't piss off your fan base. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been kind of interesting to see how the mock drafts have shaped uh, this this season because yeah, at the beginning of the year it was all it was all Kumar, it was all lighter, and I agree. Um, I think you know when you have the first overall pick, you never draft on need. Just take the best player available, and if they think one of those college shortstop, I mean high school shortstops, is the best player then sure, whatever. But me personally, I've been Team Jack Lighter from the start, and that's that's who I want personally. Uh, talking on the coaching staff, I mean, this team was expected to suck from the get-go, so I'm not I, – I don't really hold much against Derek Sheldon. I mean, he's – it's – I don't really hold much against the baseball manager in general I mean it it's not really that difficult of a job to be honest whenever you're the lead guy he's just kind of the rah-rah guy right now so I'm not ready to pull the plug on him maybe you know maybe when it's time to start winning and they don't start winning that's when you you think to maybe uh get rid of him but I'm I'm not there yet with him uh as far as Marine I mean the Mitch Keller experience yes it's been a disaster so far this year but we should give him credit for this bullpen because the bullpen has been the uh, strongest point on the team and then hitting wise I mean the guys that are supposed to hit have hit Reynolds has bounced back nicely Hayes in his short time has been good uh, Frazier obviously has been nice Moran's been nice when he's played even uh, Stallings at times 
the big thing that sucks hitting wise is, I mean, Gregory Polanco and Kevin Newman are each just a black hole in the lineup. And it really is sad to see because imagine if they were just, uh, if they were just average hitters, the Pirates would probably be a lot better than they are right now, but uh, they have been just terrible. Um, so coaching wise, it, it is what it is. This team, it's, they're just not good. So it's, I'll, I'll give them a longer leash to see what they can do. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the draft, I mean, take the best guy. I, I really hope that they take who they truly think is the best player in there. But uh, personally, I've been team Jack Leiter all along. I know some people are hesitant because when you take a pitcher first overall, there's always the risk of someone getting injured pitching-wise, obviously. But I don't know. I love the starting pitching depth already in this farm system, and I think adding to that would be smart. Just get another guy that could potentially be an ace in there. And, um, I mean – Sherrington, I, I do think he's done a nice job building this farm system from from uh I mean he turned he turned Starling Marte, Josh Bell, Joe Musgrove, Jameson Tyon into a pretty nice farm system because after Huntington left, I mean there were some pieces there still, yes, but I do really think that it is a lot better than it was at the beginning of uh twenty twenty and at the end of twenty nineteen. So overall, I mean Back to Mitch Keller. The dude just needs to freaking learn a new pitch. <laughs> like, fastball. Like, just hold it with a different grip or something. Because, my God, man. That's, he's just getting crushed, like we said. Like like we said. If I can make a comparison, I tweeted it out earlier during the game. I think it was after the Betts home run. I said, Mitch Keller is literally the second coming of John Van Ben Schoten. Like, seriously. <laughs> a highly touted guy who just absolutely sucked in the MLB. I don't know if you feel the same, but that's just my. So, you want to send him down? Then do you think he should be optioned to AAA to work on some things? Maybe high A Greensboro, but I don't know if AAA would do the trick. But if we're being serious, <laughs> I think it's time that we give him the heave ho down in the farm system. Bring somebody up. Um, I think Stephen Wright would be the big call here. I mean, we signed him in the off season. He's been doing well in AAA, knuckleballer, something we haven't seen in a while. What else can it hurt? Send Mitch what Keller about our guy, Cody Ponce? What? Let's get Cody up here. Our That's guy. right, Cody Ponce. Well, yeah. We can send him up for Chad Cool. Nope. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens in Chad Cool's next start. I guess we can look ahead to the schedule here a little bit. Um, so it doesn't get easier. We go, the Pirates go to Milwaukee for the weekend series. Just looking at these pitching matchups, it's Chase DeYoung versus Brandon Woodruff on Friday advantage Milwaukee by a ton on Saturday we have Chad Cole against Corbin Burns yikes for the Pirates and then on Sunday though we get uh Brubaker again who we didn't really touch on but Brubaker kind of struggled in his start against the Dodgers what was that Tuesday night but um he'll go against Adrian Hauser so I'll give the Pirates the edge in that matchup uh but yeah Woodruff and Burns, I mean, set the over-under for total Pirates runs in those two games. Total, I would put it at, like, maybe four and a half. I don't know. I don't know what you think. Hold on. Can we – before we talk about this series, can we get this dude Emmanuel out of here? He's spamming the chat. Not cool. We don't need that shit. 
Uh, <laughs> if we can get him out of here, that'd be nice. But talking about the series, um, I'm excited for the DeYoung Woodruff matchup because I think Chase DeYoung actually has a lot of potential. And um, I I just think that people are really downgrading him more than anything. So give me Chase DeYoung. I'm going to watch that. I can't wait for that game. Brubaker, yeah, he struggled, but so does everybody. Um, I'm just going to say that it was just uh, one, you know, just a just a bad out outing, and he did it against the Dodgers, so it's whatever. Um, so I'm going to say that's a good matchup. If I have to take a guess of how many games we win this series, I'm going to play it safe and go one. Yeah, uh, I'll give us the Sunday matchup, but yeah, as it stands right now, the Pirates have lost four straight. They've lost seven of their last ten, and looking at the standings here, obviously they're in last place in the NL Central. I'm just trying to uh, get an update on on the uh, first place rankings. Baltimore is still a game up on us in terms of being worse. The Diamondbacks, they have a heavy uh, heavy lead on having the worst record in baseball. But as it stands right now, the Pirates would have, I believe, the third pick in the draft. Yeah, they would have the third pick right now. So that race is getting uh, pretty interesting, even though it's just June. But the schedule does not get easy for the Pirates. Like I said, they have, uh, they're have they at the Brewers this weekend. Then they go to Washington. Washington has actually struggled a little bit. But, I mean, the Pirates are not on Washington's level in terms of uh, talent. After Washington, they host Cleveland. Then they host the White Sox. Those are both probably going to be tough for the Pirates. And then they're at St. Louis. So, it's not it's not looking great right now in terms of the wins, but if you're trying to tank, I mean, tank it up, baby. I am fully embracing it. It was fun in April when the Pirates were, like, kind of good in, like, a cute way when they were 12 and 11, and it was like, oh, look, look, they, they're above 500 at the end of April. But since then, I mean, it's just been it's, – it's been hot garbage. So tank away, baby. Keep uh, – keep – Building that farm system, trade Frazier. I'm sorry, we got to we got to trade Frazier. His value will never be higher. Uh, trade Tyler Anderson for whatever you can get. Just rip it down to the studs yet again, and then maybe next year we'll see what we have again with the young guys, and then it'll be time to build. But right now, stack up those prospects, farm system, baby. Life of a Pirates fan. Definitely tank, 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 and. Hopefully it pans out. Only hoping. And let's hope, too, that Mitch Keller can turn it around at some point in his career. <laughs> and uh, that that will be great. Jake is not a believer. I will go on the record as a Mitch Keller believer. It might not come with the Pirates. This might be another Tyler Glass now situation. I'm really hoping it's not that. But uh, I... I will say I was a Tyler Glass now believer till the bitter end, and I still get happy when I see him pitch well for the Rays. So I'll say that. But uh, yeah, Mitch Keller, terrible again today. I don't know, man. I don't know if they're going to option him. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right move, or do you just you just keep plugging him out there and, and seeing what happens? Something needs to change though with his his approach. That for sure, I'm certain. But uh, I don't know. I think I think this could be a good place to wrap things up. Jake, do you have anything else that you'd like to uh, you'd like to get out into the ether? 
I mean, overall, just a good series. Uh, just not a good day by Mitch Keller. There you go. Yeah. Follow Jake on Twitter at Radio Jake. Underscore Radio Jake. Sorry. There you go. At underscore Radio Jake. Follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. Follow Buck Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. Follow Jeremy on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. Brenner only has one N. And uh, thank you all for listening as per usual. And we will be back again Sunday after the Brewer series. And we'll see. Uh, there won't be any Mitch Keller talk probably because he will not be pitching in that series, thankfully. And uh, we'll see how the Pirates do this weekend. Jake, anything else before I sign off? Nope. Good talk. Thanks to everybody you tuned in. We can't wait to do it again on what, Sunday? Yes. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Thank you as always. Everyone have a great rest of your day and peace.